Toshi. I'm Bobby Foster. I'm Michael Beveraji. And this is Take Away My Mic. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing today? I'm good. I'm having a, a, a good day so far. I went to see Five Sauce over the weekend, which is one of my favorite bands. Had a good time with that. Second time I saw them. First time I saw them with Shout to Caitlin Marie. Had the I was going to say, I it. saw that. I saw that on my yep, story. Yep, nice. yep. Met her and had a blast for anyone that knows. I'm sure there's people watching or listening on the podcast. Oh, was that, that your first there. time meeting Caitlin? That was my first time meeting Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah. We had we had such a good time. And then I went again over the weekend because I can't get enough of my boys, especially Luke Hemmings, loving my life. Um <laughs> And I and I had a yeah I had a great time. I was I want to give a quick shout out too because it's we're recording on 9/11 and New York City boy here too. Yeah I know Damn. I know. So just my love to everyone that that uh suffered that day. I, I was it was my mom's birthday like over the weekend, so that's the only date I was paying attention to. Oh, but uh, yeah, Big shout deal. out to my mom. Um, yeah, we love moms. Yeah, yeah, but I was I don't know I, I guess I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like we had Olivia drop this weekend, Tanache. Um, that's Nashe album's doing something to I, I, me. I did a reaction the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, she snapped on that one. I loved the Tanache project. But other than that, you know, I'm just chilling. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm always ready to do the podcast. I look forward to this all the time. And I said that last week when you asked me how I was doing. And I guess. <laughs> we're going to keep it going. I guess yeah. I'm just the same. Looking forward to camaraderie, friendship, and things. And exactly. talking about hot topics. But our first comment this week comes from the incredible the iconic <laughs> ivy shout out to her and she wanted to know what our thoughts were on separating the art from the artist can we do it how do you do it i feel like we all we all might have different perspectives on this so who wants to go first y'all want me to go first knock me out real quick go for it go for it i feel like there are just certain lines in general with me like morally that i don't cross so I, I I apply that to my platform. I apply that like to every aspect of my life and with music specifically. It's I'm not gonna entertain it if you're working with an abuser, bro. I did not react to Chloe's album. Love her down. The album was good. Okay, let me say that first. I didn't react to it, but I did listen to it. I didn't like that she promoted the single with Christopher Maurice, the backflip man, as I like to call him. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's just, it's a it's a part of the industry. I'm not going to inflict my morals on anybody else. You ain't got to believe what I believe. I just removed myself for that moment. Does that mean I do not support her or do not want her to be successful? No. I see a lot for her. Love, Chloe. I'm just using her as an example. I, I find ways in which to make myself feel better about the situation because like obviously people create art you know you want to if especially if it's people you enjoy like you relate you look forward to when they drop and like i feel um me personally a sense of responsibility with my platform that i'm like okay i don't support that i i won't be paying attention to it however i wish that person the very best of luck it's it's, a, it's nuanced to everything. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, she's a horrible person. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not giving any of that. But I definitely, I, that line, racism, obviously, homophobia, obviously. Like, if people show their ass, I'm not going to show you any attention. Does that mean I'm not going to listen to your art at all? Maybe not. It depends. I feel like there are certain extreme cases, um, Kanye, <laughs> R. Kelly, <laughs> just just people in my eyes who've done things that I'm like, I, I can't rock with you on no platform. People who make mistakes here and there because, like, we're imperfect. We're not going to – it's not so cut and dry is what I feel. I feel like people with me especially think, I believe in redemption. 
personally. If I, if you make a mistake and you don't do it no more and you acknowledge the fact that this thing you did was wrong, then we can push forward. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm never going to listen to you again. Because blah, blah. If Chloe doesn't have any abusers on her next project, I'll react to it. <laughs> it's a very, very simple. I'll, I'll slide in. I've, I feel really similar to you. Really similar to you as far as like, it's super varying. It's probably like one of the most, it's different for everyone type of answers. Cause like, I don't, I, I don't want to mix this up with cancel culture. Cause I think cancel culture is relevant in this conversation, but I don't think it's a hundred percent what he's talking about, but I don't, I don't think cancel culture is real. I think only the jail cancels people for, yeah, like, yeah, certain, for sure. certain examples. I think the only place cancel culture is real is in the film industry. Cause they rely on being casted like Kanye West, right? He should be canceled 101 if we're going off of like what cancel culture is and what it should look like. But he's not. He's still high streaming. He could, if he wanted to fill a stadium, he could easily. Mm -hmm. Kanye could. Don't you even lie. <laughs> Are we talking about like a one off show? Are we talking about I'm tour? Talk he had a whole bunch of people out in the field in Wisconsin. You think he couldn't fill up a stadium? Uh, off a one-off show like he did with Donda, yeah. yeah. I think he could. I think even now, even after all of, all of the things that have taken place. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he could do like a like a special event, Donda. If he was doing an Eras tour like Taylor, <laughs> are you joking? It would, it would be, a, it'd be a situation. No, stadiums. If he said he nah. was doing an Eras tour. If no Kanye rapper said, has I ever done a stadium everything. tour, Kanye's not going to be the first one to do it. I feel like he could. I feel like I if he said I was gonna do, I'm gonna do everything from college dropout to whatever the fuck he just recently dropped. I feel like he could in some cities. But do you know how many ahead, old heads still listen to college <laughs> dropout? <laughs> I, he is, could do it in some cities. I I agree with Maya, which is part of my point, is that the fact that like he should be canceled 101, like if you're looking for one person as, as an example, but he's, I, I personally agree with Maya that he would sell these places out. And it's really just the jail. Like the jail had to cancel Tory. The jail had to cancel R. Kelly. And the mm -hmm. jail, talk about like artists that I'll separate the art from artists. I've talked to Maya about this before. I grew up like on R. Kelly. Like that was my guy. With because I didn't, there was no internet. Like I didn't know who the guy was. Right. I was just listening to the music. The jail had to cancel Bill Cosby. But again, separating like cancel culture from the question because it's not fully about cancel culture. I just think it's personal boundaries. Right. Yeah. Like someone that grew up around a woman, obviously I can't mess with Chris Brown. The racism stuff. Like I've never seen a Mel, a Mel Gibson movie. I never planned to watch a Mel Gibson movie. Oh my I'm, God, my dad used to love the Patriot. I'm good on him with some of the stuff that he's like said out loud, which is some really wild stuff. Right. I, also, I also think there's categories, right? I think that there's, I can't do it. That's one category. For me, that's, and it's personal. For me, like Kanye, Chris Brown, that's, I can't do it. I also think there's intellectual curiosity is another category. And I think that that's like, for me personally, it's like a Louis C.K. When Louis C.K. came back, I was still watching because I had an intellectual curiosity to see how he would come back from his drama. But do you know who Louis C.K. is? Mm -hmm. Was that? He exposed himself to a bunch of women. The comedian. The yeah. comedian. Oh, yeah. ew. Yeah. Ew. I I agree, but I, I just had a curiosity to see how he would come back from being canceled, so to speak. And it wasn't like I was wow. dialed in because I'm, I'm not even like a fan like that or really at all. I was just curious. How did he handle the, it? What did he did he make jokes about himself? I, he's first of all, he's not he's not accepted it like he's got no Netflix specials, no like HBO, like none of that stuff. He had to like upload it from his own personal website. That was part of my curiosity, like to see how he handled the whole situation. The special was funny, but like I listened to it and I deaded him since then. I think there's a third category though. The third category I think is hope because you're <laughs> you're hopeful that these people that have fucked up because you love them so much at some point 
like people that fuck with Chris Brown still, I think a lot of them are in that category. Hope for, for me personally, the biggest one is Dave Chappelle because Dave Chappelle was my hero for a long time. He was one of them. And then he just continue continuously harmed like a very certain demographic of people. And I still like, I'm going to be honest. I've still checked in on Dave. Everything he's done since I've checked in, I've seen him live and it's because like since, and it's because I have hope that the motherfucker would like show remorse and be the person I thought he was. Mm. No, Dave is, Dave is gone. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. I put my hand on my head because I agree. <laughs> um Dave was also somebody that I really, really I, I messed he did, with. He was so he was so impactful, man. A lot of the stuff he did that Yeah. I I feel I I don't know how to feel about this question. Uh, <laughs> here the, we go. the reason why I feel like I don't think that's what we're actually debating is if you could separate the art from the artist, because everybody does. Like, even with what y'all are saying, like, you're saying there's varying degrees of it, but everybody does it. I yeah. think, like, the question people are asking is, like, is it okay if I separate the art from the artist? Because everybody does it to some degree. And, right. I, feel, <laughs> and I feel like people want the validation of, like, oh, okay, like, other people do it, so I can do it. But everybody does it. Like, it's just facts. And it's, like... It's because if if one weren't to do it, we'd have nothing left to consume because the like everybody is tied to some type of very messed up thing. It's like, do you watch a Disney movie? OK, <laughs> they, they are separating the art from the company. You know what I'm saying? Do you use an iPhone? You know what I'm saying? You're set like oh it, wait, so wait, many times. wait 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 no the Disney shit the Disney shit you know what I'm like when you when you on Disney Plus on Disney Plus when you when you go back to all the old movies with all the racism and stuff they have disclaimers now like oh these don't uh like these views what like what does that thing say I wish we could look it up they basically have a disclaimer that it's racist about. right <laughs> and it's like. People will still sit there and stream that or, you know, it's still the history of the company. There's never been public apologies or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's really Dr. Seuss. We still read our kids Dr. Seuss. Don't do so much. You know I saying? watched Cat in the Hat the other day. <laughs> That's what I'm oh, saying. So I, I have very mixed feelings about this. I feel like capitalism has a lot to do with it as well. Because like a lot of people are always like, if you do this, you're supporting this person financially. Right. And then people will always go, well, I'll just pirate it. Or I'll just, you know, like I already bought the CD 20 years ago, so I'm not supporting them if I still spin it. So it's a lot of justification. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a lot of a lot of ways to get around the fact that everyone separates the art from the artist in some capacity. And so I feel like we're just not really being genuine about like what like what's actually going on. Listen here, you you listen here. That's I mean, Bobby. Drag every drag every <laughs> consumer. Alive. Like, let's be real with it. Alive. No, I don't, but I don't, I don't disagree with you. I feel like it's all like, it is whatever's personal to you. I have a lot, well, not to get super dark and stuff. I have a hard line with abuse because I've lived that. Mm -hmm. Even if I didn't, I have, I have empathy for women and people who have experienced it. So I don't dismiss it, but I definitely agree with you as far as like, it's our in and out. It's, it's whatever we can, with whatever we can stomach. I'm not... Mm -hmm. Especially because we have platforms, bro. I and I had this whole fight with somebody on Twitter when the whole Chloe and Chris Brown uh song thing went down. They're like, Oh, well, what does it matter? Like you're gonna listen to it on your own. I was like, baby, if you don't know the difference, if you can't see <laughs> the difference between me consuming something on my own in my room alone versus getting on my platform, uplifting it, championing it, talking about how great it is, then I don't know what to tell you. 
Yeah, there's definitely a new. I, I don't know. Sure. I don't know what to tell you. So I'm like, I I create boundaries, like Michael said, where I see fit. I'm like, I'm not gonna put Chris Brown on my platform. I'm not reacting to the album. Um, I I checked it out on my own, skipped that song, obviously, but I wanted to see what else she had going on because I enjoy her as an artist and was gonna do that shit anyway. But that was that was. <laughs> It's me. It's me talking. I was like, listen, I was I was minding the business that pays me. Okay, I only react about five, six people. Okay, she wanted them five, six people. She took money out my mouth. That mom's tight. I also feel like people don't allow you to like on the internet I'm talking about. Like I don't feel like people allow you to criticize something. Like when you're when you're criticizing like Chloe for like that one specific thing, it's like people want you to like cancel like everything. I'm like, you know what I'm like in, I just don't feel like that's realistic. Like, once again, like, let's just be honest. Like, I, I understand, like, on the Internet, it's like a lot of sides. Like, people want you to be on this side or want you to be on this side. And so I feel like a lot of times when we bring up this whole separating art from the artist thing, like, it's really not. People don't really want the discussion. People just want to know what team you're on. Period. <laughs> and like, I don't, I don't feel like it's, it's not a team argument. Like, there's a, like, there's a lot of nuance to it. And then also, I, do I want to go here? <laughs> do I want to go here? <laughs> no, I'm gonna bring it up because I'm, I'm gonna specifically tie it to shit. Kanye. I, I'm gonna specifically tie it to Kanye because Kanye is a great example. I feel like a lot of this separating the art from the artist conversation always skips over anti-black issues. Like, let's be real. Woo! No one brings it up when it's anti-black stuff. Okay, like it's just fact. Like Kanye was doing anti-black things for years. Years, come on. You want to say for years, and no one cared. Like I just saw this thing got leaked. I don't know if you saw it. Kanye was gonna come out with a hoodie that looked like a KKK, like a Klan outfit. Like it had <laughs> like the joking. hood. Dead ass. Okay. And like you pulled it over and it had the holes and everything. And they had they had North in it. <laughs> they had, like they shot North in it. It's not surprising. And like, it's not surprising. I, I'm like, not come the on. Baby. What? And, and like, you know, it, it did like it didn't make the rounds, is what I'm saying, right? Like, Send not like everything else Send Kanye. Me a link so I can see this with my spectacles. I'll what? show you. Yeah, like I feel like that also kind of bothers me when it comes to the art and the artist thing. Cause like you also have these fashion houses doing super anti-black stuff and racist mm. things and all this kind of stuff, and people Come still on. buy all that. And it's okay. I like I don't even think that's a hundred percent hypocritical. Cause like what we're talking about, like everybody has different lines. I just feel like whenever the black line gets crossed, not a lot of people. It's about outrage selective yeah. outrage yeah. but i think that just does go to what people what people's boundaries are i just think the realistic thing that we see a lot in america is that people don't really have boundaries when it comes to like offending black people like i don't feel like that many people actually care about it and then like i like talking about kanye still it's like you know like a lot of hip-hop twitter is like ran by a lot of white people like once again just being honest like it's a lot of white people on hip-hop twitter and it's like it does kind of rub me the wrong way when like <laughs> like everybody's still so hype every time kanye like teases that he's gonna do something or whatever and it's just it's it's a really interesting feeling for me because i don't know i guess i guess that's that's something that has become i guess one of my boundaries is like i'm like really paying attention to just kind of like all the anti-black stuff that always happens and then the lack of response towards it. Yeah. I feel, you know, and like a lot of stuff that, I, that I'm um, paying attention to nowadays is actually less about the topic at hand and more of the discourse around it. Like I like to see how people react to things nowadays rather than like the thing itself. Because like if racism happens, I'm, ne I'm never surprised by that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I do get surprised at people's reactions to a lot of things. Yeah, I, 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 I love your like outside the 
like I feel like I can I can learn from you, Bobby, because yeah. you have you have this like outside the globe perspective where you're seeing mm -hmm. things sort of all encompassing and I've never looked at what you just said that way because I've always felt like I was in it. You know mm. what I mean? Like like I've always felt like my perspective was a POV. And I'm like, well, if I see this, everyone should see this. Mm. And you're yeah, looking no, at it, I, you're looking at it like everyone's not seeing this. Yeah, I think it's something that happened to me. I know I'm gonna be talking about this later, but it happened to me during COVID. Like just seeing how people responded to COVID and just like how the reaction to all that happened. I started kind of doing that for, for like everything and like really just paying attention to how people react to something. Because honestly, nine times out of 10, the way people react culturally is like more important than the event itself. Because yeah. like how people react leads to whatever's going to happen next. And so it kind of like informs the future. And then also you can learn a lot about the past too at the same time like just by like studying people's current reactions and so yeah i don't know it's just something i've been doing lately also another thing i think that helped with that and i feel like y'all can speak to this is that as creators and as people with platforms i feel like a lot of times like i would say something and then people would react in a way i was not expecting and i feel like i just got like curious about it like how did you get that from what i just said kind of thing and like yeah. i would study it like what like what like what's happening i think yeah. that's another thing that led to that because that that's, was very confusing for me like twisting my words and stuff like that that's a brand new perspective as someone with a platform all of a sudden as someone that has been yeah consuming people that have platforms now you actually have one and you're seeing the response from people to certain things yeah, yeah. you're 100 you're 100 right about that because i've been like when i started my my channel i'm starting a platform one of my concerns and i talked to you guys about this in, in our text chat was like the being careful of like cancel culture and being careful of like saying the Absolutely. wrong thing and then like you do say something that rubs people the wrong way it happens like you were human you kind of kind of learn from that this is why i just say everything flat out now and i over explain i'm like y'all gonna know exactly what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> exactly i every time it's like oh my you do too much i'm like i'd rather do too much than do too little and let y'all I leave nothing up to interpretation. What I say is what I mean. I mean what I say. God damn it. And then there's always the like those like five to ten people in the comments saying, you don't need to explain yourself. Yes, I do. Clearly, I do. <laughs> Clearly, I do. Because yeah. if I don't, then you yeah. and Brenda down the street going to say that I was, <laughs> I was about to shoot somebody. Like, I ended like, up on the shade room for no reason, man. Not the shade room. <laughs> like, Did you actually end up on the shade room? Yes. Why? No, what did yes. happen? The one time was the, when I got into an argument with Cardi. That might have been the one. I think that actually ended up on the shade. That room. was yeah, an I think insane day. Yeah, I remember that clear as day. Yeah, I was like, and like she misinterpreted <laughs> what I was saying, so like that was frustrated. That's why I texted so, you. I was like, bro, are you good? Like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know about any of these. You just be interacting with these artists, man. Essentially, I, I it's, it's not that long of a story. Like, essentially, there was this tweet that went out that said that Cardi was going to have whopping up on her album. Now, this was last year, or was it two years ago? No, it was like, I don't know. It was a while ago. And I was like, I don't like when artists put older songs on albums. And mind you, this was not the first time I said this. I said it about like Baby Keem did it. He like put old songs on a deluxe. Anyway, I talk about this all the time. Cardi ended up seeing it somehow, even though I deleted it, which makes me think someone like messaged it to her or something. I don't know. They so it, messy, dog. Yeah, because I had deleted it. Because what happened was is like, I really genuinely don't like... Um, sparking or engaging in like stand wars i don't like doing it and like it, that started happening in the comments like it was going really viral and it was like a lot of stand wars going on and it was about something like i it's, <laughs> it wasn't what i was saying so i just deleted it she ended up talking about it and then 
She was saying like I pander to the barbs like everybody else likes to say. She did and not then say that. No, I she did. That. And then so what I did was oh I was like, okay, like that's where you want to go. So I went to my Patreon where I knew I reacted to Wildside and I praised her verse and I screen recorded it and I posted it and I tagged her. I was like, Oh, is this me pandering too? <laughs> and then she deleted everything. And that was like the end of that. But like that ended up on like everything. Like it was like on all the hip hop blogs and all oh, that kind shit. of stuff. Yo. And then, but like even like the way they were reporting it made me look like it. That's they were even, reporting the right thing. It was very. It was a frustrating experience. But you weren't even arguing back. It sounded like you were just showing her an example of the fact that you weren't pandering. You were supporting her. Yeah, no, I wasn't him. arguing back at all. Like we, there was like four or five tweet like tweets between me and her. And I, I, I feel like I was. I don't even remember exactly what I said outside that. You were very respectful. But yeah, I don't, I wasn't arguing with her. Yeah. Even though I've been doing this for three years, I still feel like three years is still like, I'm relatively new to the space. Like I'm still always learning and I still feel like a newbie in a lot of ways. And so like when that happened, I was like, damn, like, this is crazy. I don't like this. <laughs> like, I don't like this at all. You know, I'm the um, most seasoned out of all of us. I still feel very new as well. Yeah. So. And that really goes back to the Stan Wars thing we were talking about last week. Like, and what we're talking about now as far as like picking a side. I don't like pick sides. And then it always like lands me in some type of trouble, I feel like. <laughs> pick a side. Pick a side. I don't, yeah. It's like, I'm just me. I just talk about music. What were we talking about? <laughs> I think that, I think we covered that. Yeah, that's I just want to say I need to clarify since we're talking about clarifying. I got no problems with Cardi still to this day. I haven't gotten to Bongos yet because I reacted to Olivia and Sinatra. I need a break. I'm gonna react to Bongos. I'm I'm chill, okay? Like it's no beef. If anything it was just a misunderstanding, I'm all good. Cause I feel like I have to over clarify like we were just talking about. Thank you so much, Ivy, for your question. Love you. Yeah, we got to talk about Olivia because Guts, the sophomore album, the follow-up to the debut, Sour, just came out. I've listened to it. Bobby's listened to it. Uh, Maya hasn't listened to it yet. I'm reacting you... to it later. Okay, so we're but but that's fine because we're not going to talk about the album because we're going to do that on Patreon for anyone interested in that. We're going to do a full album live breakdown of Guts. Mm -hmm. So if you want to check that out, the link is in the description. Yes, yes. <laughs> I want to. I want to more so talk about Olivia's contemporaries, Olivia's peers in the industry, because it's not okay. a long list. It's very short, um, and history has dictated that as well. But what's crazy though is like when I say peers, I say contemporaries. I'm kind of talking about the people in her age range doing what she does because she's an anomaly in that way. Right. But at the same time, her contemporaries are the biggest artists in the world. So I do want to point that out. Like what she's doing is at the level. Like, like, I looked up some stats. Okay, her, yeah, present them. Only three artists have had more album streams since Sour dropped oh, than, wow. Olivia, than Olivia. Only three. Wait, Taylor, can I guess? Can I guess? Yes, go ahead. Okay, just, three artists I, I since Olivia. One. Okay, are we talking about total streams? I'm talking about streams of an album. Out of all artists? Yeah, out of all artists. Drake's got to be on there. He's not on there. He's not Ariana, on there? Ariana Grande. Ed Sheeran? No. Bad Bunny? Yes. Beyonce? No. Bad Bunny? Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny's on there. Okay, okay. Um, he is worldwide. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm distracted. He's worldwide, and I is Taylor Swift on there. Taylor Swift is on there. And is anybody one... on there twice? No, there's just one more. It's a male. Is it Harry Styles? Yeah, it's Harry Styles. Yeah. Um, really? He's the only artist in the world that has every single out, every single song on Spotify is over 200,000 streams. He doesn't have one that has less than that. 
You said every single song? Every song off three albums. Jeez. He doesn't have a song that has less than 200 streams. He just um, got off tour too, man, working. He toured for two years. But yeah, I just want to point out that her contemporaries are the biggest artists in the world. But what I want to talk about is like the young artists because she's an anomaly in that way. These artists had this name like Bad Bunny, like they weren't doing what she's doing at 18. And now she's 20, but I want to go back to Sour too. I, I went back 25 years for this because we Ooh. always... We've only seen this like five or six times in 25 years. It starts at Destiny's Child and it starts with Beyonce. Oh. Well, Beyonce was 18 in Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. Is there any way I could guess again? Yeah. Yeah. I like I like guessing these. Bieber. Bieber's definitely on there. Yes. Oh, um. Who else was young doing it at that level? There's there's people that were young doing it, but doing it at Olivia's level. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. It's a short list. Beyonce, Bieber. Uh, all I could think is Bieber. That's all I could think. Yeah, I'm trying to so, think of young people. I can't. So going back, the first and like first woman in a long time since Olivia is Britney Spears. Fuck. Oh, yeah that's how long Should and then and then there's a long gap then you get into one direction then you get into sean mendez he was that yeah i didn't know he was that young when he was first album came out when he was 16 and second one came out when he was 18. oh wow I didn't oh know that. wow justin bieber and then there's the artist who i really want to get to because i think this artist is actually bigger than olivia and that's billy eilish billy, billy! Yeah. Billy Eilish is Olivia's only real contemporary. What's interesting to me is the difference between the two of them is online presence, which Olivia's is much larger. But I think that Billie Eilish has a much larger in-person presence. Her ability to sell out festivals, her ability to she the stadium tour, she's at a level I don't think Olivia is at as far as that goes. But it's her only contemporary. I okay, so the interesting thing about the touring thing is that didn't Sour come out like mid-pandemic? It was 2021 it came out. 2020. So yeah. she yeah. couldn't tour it, right? Did she tour she, it? She tore she tore it, yeah. Oh, she did? I, she tore it. Yeah, I was there. When when was the tour? It was in 2021. Like summer and fall of 2021? Interesting. Yeah. I went and saw her in Denver. Okay. I'm yeah. curious to see what she does and touring she, right she, now. She did I'm not curious. do she didn't do arena. She did smaller theaters. They're the same age. I think Billy might be a year older. But I just had to point out like the festival versus the internet presence. I think Olivia is so big. I think it surpasses the music industry. She's so large, just like Billie Eilish as well surpasses the music industry. I think you have to start talking about like Zendaya and Jenna Ortega. When you talk about Olivia Rodrigo, that's how large her presence is. There's also the fact that she also is an actor as well. And that's where she got her start. That's how she got so p popular in the first place was off of the, the high school Disney channel. The high school, the musical, the series, series. Oh yeah, yeah she was on that. Yeah, I remember that. Because that's where really. Also, she up. was like in like one episode of New Girl. Shout out to New Girl. Oh, was she? I didn't even know that. <laughs> I just rewatched it and I saw her on there. I was like, what? <laughs> it's a lot of my Olivia rant here. I just hope we give her her flowers, and I'm interested to see where the projection of her career goes from here. Just like I am for Billie Eilish. Like when you're already like, we can talk about Billie Eilish in the same sentence as like Drake and Taylor Swift. She's like 12 years younger. So it's like, where do you go from there when you're already that big and you're a baby? I think with Billie Eilish, you also have to incorporate, she's done like some other stuff like outside of albums that's crazy as far as like she has an Oscar. You know, she just did, she has like the biggest song off the Barbie album, I think, right? Yeah. She has the biggest song out there. Like, so she's really like implanted like into Hollywood culture, like with that as well because the one she won the oscar for james bond right yes it was yeah. so that's attached to like you know a franchise that's gonna go on forever um and so i feel like you got to add those things in there as well he's also had like some really iconic live performances like on national tv like award shows and things like that uh so i think you have to like add all that in there as well as to why because there i mean there definitely is a difference between olivia and billy and i just feel like billy's done more yeah um yes because like olivia was kind of quiet in between sour to now right like 
Am I am yeah. I right about that or am yeah. I missing? No, there was a there was after the tour ended, there was definitely like she went into album writing mode and that's where we there got you, that. Yeah, so, okay. Well, yeah, I think she's I think she's just more into the overall Billy is. I think Billy's more into the overall culture so far. When you talk about contemporaries, so when you're saying that, are you saying like her peers? So are you saying that as in success level peers? Yeah, I guess. Like a lot of it's subjective and there's so many different numbers, right? There's so many different categories you can pull from. Mm -hmm. So I, I do have a tough time. Yeah, because I feel like with peers, she really only has one, I feel like, which is Billy. Like yeah. as far as like actual peers, like. How old is she? In the, She's 20. She's 20, yeah. How old are Chloe and Hallie? 24. I looked How old is Sabrina? About the, Sabrina's 24. Sabrina's 24? Yeah, yeah, Sabrina's a little bit. She almost mm. mid-20s, yeah. It's just levels to this, though. They're, absolutely. I'm trying to think. Ain't nobody else young for real. Listen, how old is Flo? They're young. They're super young. They're right? not. They're like 20. I don't know, actually. Talk about age. I feel age. like they're I'll, early oh, 20s. No, you're good. Go ahead. I, I found out Fly in a Boss was like our age. Well, no, my, they're right. like 29. It's a lie. They're not. That was a they're rumor. They're not? It was oh. a rumor, yeah. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I don't. Are you sure? No, they corrected it. They got on Twitter. Oh, and okay. Like, yeah, we're not say, close to our 30s, but, you know, we love, we love. We can't wait to get there. Yeah. <laughs> like, trying to be like, it. we're not old. Age it well, because y'all don't look 30. Fly the girls who's the running trend. Hello, Christ. I'm, I'm about to sin again. again. I'm not on TikTok. Is that like a TikTok? Oh, damn. <laughs> I know. Hey, yo, shout out to everyone listening to the podcast. I'm the oldest one in the group. I just want to point that out. <laughs> So there's a lot of TikTok stuff that goes over my head. Hey, listen, it's on. spread so, everywhere. Real quick, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. I sent this to Maya. That remix they did was cold. I'll explain real quick. So usually they're like running forward, right? And so they did the trend so much people were getting sick of it. Like a lot of people were getting sick of it. I thought it was dope the way they were doing it because basically too. it was like it was like crowd participation. So people would like tag where they wanted them to run, and then they would go run there, kind of thing. So it was a really cool marketing scheme. But then out of the blue. They're about to do it again, and that's the video I showed y'all. And then they like start going backwards, and it turned into a remix. I was like, "Damn, that hard was, body." That was fire because I really was not. I was just, you know, I was expecting the usual. Man, this was fire, and <laughs> and the rap was good too. I was like, "Oh, this sounds nice." Yes. So, and shout out to them. They got Missy Elliott on the feature. Mm. Come on. I was like, listen to me, Come Missy Misdemeanor Elliott will always have her nose in what coming up she mm -hmm. never throws hate she is always like listen embracing the new girl she collaborated with Flo. they're new like she's just like there's that's so much talent that's ain't it song. though yes. ain't it yeah i love missy for that i was like yeah, iconic. I, I feel like billy's her only true peer i would say like and currently I didn't, I didn't bring up i didn't bring up taylor swift by the way who i should bring up as far as like because i said britney spears that's in his child mm -hmm. but but yeah i do agree that billy eilish is her only peer and everyone else like we mentioned chloe and hallie sabrina carpenter these great big artists like they're huge but again there's levels to this and, and yeah i mean insane. it kind of goes into also like the no new like superstar slash pop star conversation uh like it's really hard to like maintain fame now like it is really really hard so like who would y'all say are superstars now you got billy olivia uh like it doesn't they don't necessarily have to be young i'm just talking about like new superstars i say like dua lipa new yeah. superstars yeah like say like the last like three to five years doja doja 
which is interesting because Doja hasn't toured yet, which is crazy. Like, Yo. that's so wild that the, the way the timing has worked out, she has never done a tour. That's so, and man, a ma yo, oh my God, I felt so I bad for her. I wanted to tour for Hot Pink. I wanted no, to tour for, yeah. That weekend tour would have been, I'm so, like, people always talk about, oh, like, getting your own tour. No, no, no. The weekend just did a stadium tour. That was, like, mm -hmm. one of the biggest tours of all time. I think it's the biggest tour for a black person of all time, I think. Anyway, she would have been opening up for that. That yeah, would have been crazy. Mm -hmm. That would have been an amazing show. But yeah, like she still hasn't toured her whole entire mainstream career yet, which is wild. But I would still say she's a superstar. Absolutely. Bad, Bad, Bad Bunny's first album was 2018, so I guess you can add him to that. It's five years ago. Yeah, Bad, oh, Bad Bunny. I know Bunny's nothing definitely. about him, but I know he worldwide. <laughs> yeah. Cardi, another person who's never toured, who, you know, her I'm album. Tour? Never. She did not do a tour for her album. Mm -mm. She got pregnant. And then COVID, she hasn't released another album yet. So like she hasn't wow. she hasn't toured yet. I can't think of anyone else. Like the last three to five years is your is your range. Yeah, like three to five years. Even though I, well, Cardi's technically like six, but I mean her album came out in twenty eighteen. Travis Scott's a superstar now, but I mean he's been out for a long time though. It's a small list, man. They're not breaking through at the levels They're of really who, we're talking, who we're talking about. I'll say like, Bad Bunny. I'm trying to think of the other girlies. Carol G, oh, Car Rosalia. Car yeah. Carol G, mm. Becky G, uh, awesome K pop uh, Anita. Rosalia? Uh, like Blackpink is superstars. Blackpink, definitely. When did, Black they when did they start? Their first album was like 2020, I think. Yeah, they, they, they're they fresh, kind of. Blackpink. Like There's 20. definitely a, a lot of K-pop, like, like Tomorrow yeah. Together, Stray Kids. BTS? How BTS, new BTS? BTS started they, like 10 years ago. Oh, oh okay. damn. They've sure. been around for a long time, yeah. Damn, yeah. It's really hard to hit that superstardom. It's just, Indeed. it's hard. It's easy to get famous now, but it's super hard to maintain fame. And then also because this is this is why this is my theory. So back when everything was radio and TV, it was like we got our stuff from one source. So like everybody knew who was on the TV and on radio. But now in order to become superstardom, you have to do this crazy feat, which is essentially somehow you got to enter every single person's like personal algorithm. Like, and that's really, really hard to do. Like, <laughs> and so yeah. I feel like how people, how it usually happens is hate usually enters every single person's personal algorithm. And if you can end up doing something with that hate, then like you can get somewhere. That's what Doja did. That's why they said no, no press is bad press, child. Take mm -hmm. all the press mm -hmm. you can get. Especially nowadays, honestly, like it's the only thing that goes like super truly viral, uh, viral is when people are like getting on you. I guess it's just Come on, true. let's drag somebody to our show can go viral. Come on, what can we drag? What can we drag? Get us in the mainstream. I think I got two more. Uh Louis Capaldi is more recent and Oh yeah. And uh, Lil Nas X is more recent. Is Lil Nas X a superstar? Is he not at this point? He better be. I he's another I, interesting I, I, he's a little iconic. <laughs> I love first of all, shout out Montero. Montero's like one of my Such favorite albums of like the last album. like five years. Love great it. Album. But I don't the the uh, COVID messed with my perception of like who's a superstar a little bit because like he um didn't COVID like interfere with his tour a little bit or no? No, he he did no? Tour. he toured he did he I know he Montero. did a tour, but I thought didn't he give I don't know. COVID really messed up my perception of people. COVID no, and no. streaming and TikTok and stuff really messed up because like a lot of people are like supremely internet famous, but like sometimes I, it doesn't translate like into real life. And so it's like a uh and first of all, I'm not saying that as an insult. Like everybody else says that as an insult online, <laughs> like to like put somebody down. Like it's just the way of the world right now. And so it'll, it's just interesting to see like 
if the online fame does translate into real life. And I feel like, I don't know how Lil Nas's tour do. I want him to be a superstar. It I love his great. music. It, it went, went great. very well. He sold out a lot of his uh, his spots. Fine. I'm trying to think. Is Ice Spice? Is she's she? Well, I mean, she's a new she, artist. I'm going to wait till she drops her album. But right. she is having like the best debut year of like. I was like, she was at the Met Gala. She performed on all these stages. She did Coachella. She did all of it. Yeah. So well, I was trying to figure out if, if her, because you said some people are internet Ice famous. And then, they, and then they transfer or like they don't transfer to like mainstream. And I'm like, how many people know? About I mean, Ice in now? real life, I know for a fact her New York love is real. Oh, yeah, like, for sure, for sure. Everybody in the city shows out for, like, Ice Spice. It's crazy. <laughs> and now she's throwing up the X. Yeah, the X. <laughs> yeah, like, no, but Ice Spice, like, people always downplay, like, what she's, like, accomplishing. And it's really crazy. Like, we have not seen a rap debut like Ice Spice in, like, a, a minute. very long time. My one and only topic today. The VMA nominations 2023. This is probably going to drop the same day as the VMAs. Enjoy that. Watch it live. It should mm-hmm. be very entertaining. <laughs> if you if you know everything that's going on with VMAs, who's going to be there, who's hosting and such, who's performing, then you know why I'm cackling because I want to see if MTV is going to try it. I want to see if MTV is going to feed. <laughs> of course they want to try it. Of course. They want a Will Smith slap moment. Oh, my God. It's everybody online talking about Nikki's hosting. Get her. So when Nikki uh, announces Cardi B and they start squabbling, like the Hannah Montana clip, <laughs> the Hannah Montana clip of Miley getting her award and her grandma's in the back fighting in the shadows. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. They were having a ball. But yes, I wanted to go through. All of the nominations. There's like, do you guys want to just do the main ones or you want all of them? We can do speed we'll round. We'll see. Speed Let's round. just start. I'm going to tell you guys the category and who's in the category. I want you guys to give me two answers. I want you to tell me who you want to win out of this category and who you actually think is going to win. You know, basically. Okay. Semantics and right. video of the year presented by Burger King. <laughs> what the fuck is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Presented by Wait, Burger is that like the full? It the is. Full, oh wow! <laughs> Video of the year presented by Burger King. Okay, we have Doja Cat for attention. We have Miley Cyrus for flowers. We have Nicki Minaj for super freaky girl. We have Olivia Rodrigo, vampire. Sam Smith and Kim Petras, unholy. SZA, Kill Bill, and Taylor Swift, antihero. I haven't seen the the Doja attention video, but I've heard a lot of amazing things about it. So I want to point that out. I'm gonna go with Olivia here. Uh, I, I genuinely think Vampire is a dope ass video. There's some references in there to Sour that are really clever. Some references to her age, and we talked about her age for a whole topic here. I'm gonna go with Vampire for me. The VMAs are fan voted, right? Yeah. All right. Well, this is my hot take. So <laughs> I don't know, and I'm, I'm really trying not to say this with any shade. Like this is just my personal opinion. I feel like there's not like one super iconic music video this year on this award list. I don't feel like there's like one that I'm like, absolutely, this deserves to win. I mean, it's, it's, is that, I don't know if that's, I don't know if other people feel like that or not. She's not on this list, but I vote for On My Mama uh, by Victoria Monet. I, I don't really have a pick. I don't really care about it. I don't care about this category. Hey, that's, really. that's honest. Damn. That's honest. There are, there are other categories I'm a lot more interested in. Yeah, I, I have definitely picks on other categories, but I feel, I feel like this is a kind of a weak music video list. Like, not like they're bad videos or anything, 
but I feel like when you usually, I just feel like there's usually like this, like a like a timeless kind of like music video in these categories. Okay, yeah. And so I just not- don't, I don't really see it this year. I want people, if y'all enjoy these music videos, keep enjoying them and just throw my opinion in the trash. It's just my opinion. Okay? Intellectual gentleman. If I had to pick one out of these, I haven't seen, I haven't, I muted Olivia's name because I knew it'd be all over my yeah. timeline. So I haven't seen anything from this era because um, I'm going to be getting into it soon. Um, but if I had to pick a video out of all of these that I've seen, I probably, I probably pick attention. Her mm-hmm. being covered in blood was fire. I'm sorry. I was like, I don't know why that wasn't like the demon in the demon videos, but okay. I enjoyed that. Let's move along to artist of the year. And in this category, we have Beyonce. She wins. <laughs> I'm not reading anybody else. I'm not reading anybody else because I don't. I What's don't the cutoff? I need care. to know the cutoff. I don't. It doesn't matter. Well, if I, she's I, in the category, it, she's winning. I need to know the cutoff. I'll read if the, the other cutoff. What? Because listen, if, if if we're being honest, if we're being honest, I don't know the cutoff. Renaissance was last year, so be clear. And she hasn't dropped true. nothing since, so I don't know how she's on the list. How much are how? disrespectful? No, I'm not like it's the cutoff. I'm just talking no. about the cutoff. Like, if like I feel like Beyonce has absolutely had an amazing year of touring. Do they like take that into consideration? Artist of the year is it's artist every, of the year. So everything. the touring counts. It's artist. The touring okay. counts. Yeah. I, I'm not arguing Beyonce. I'm arguing language. Like that's that's all. <laughs> I was like, I'm just saying, like, I didn't know how that worked because, like, if it's music related, I was like just confused how she was up there. That's all. Because it's not like she didn't drop any music videos. But actually, I was talking about this in my Discord and I didn't know that at the VMAs, some of the awards have nothing to do with music videos. Like, I always thought the artist of the year at the VMAs was like who had the best music videos no, of the year. No, no, no. Exactly. So I didn't know that till this year. All right. So we have Beyonce, then we have Doja Cat, then we have Carol G, Nicki Minaj, Shakira. And Taylor Swift. So this this come down this comes down between Beyonce and Taylor for me. I I don't understand Taylor. how Shakira's on here because she's getting the video Vanguard Award and didn't she drop a song? If I'm she not just, dropped she, one she dropped, song. She I dropped think. the comeback against her ex. Yeah, she on here and SZA's not on here. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, SZA That's not being me. on there is crazy. That's my oh, only. But like I said, Beyonce Beyonce is always gonna win. <laughs> I do have to shout out Nicki for one reason though. I feel like somehow. Nikki, like just through some singles, was able to have like a crazy year. Like she didn't drop an album or anything, but she did like the Barbie song. She had Super she Freaky Girl, on which a is bunch of stuff too. Yeah, she got some features and everything. But I'm just saying, like Super Freaky Girl is on here, and Super Freaky Girl is the last uh rap number one song. Uh, which Doja's about to follow that up with Paint the Town Red. Uh, but yeah, Nikki's had like a like a crazy year. She was on the feature with uh. Doja, uh, not Doja, with Ice Spice on the Princess Diana remix, and that went up. Like she, she's had a really good year for no album. But yeah, I, I think it's between like Beyonce and Taylor Swift because if tours are involved, their tours took over the whole entire world. So <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. it's Taylor, only between them two. Beyonce, the only person who could be Beyonce that I feel comfortable with mm-hmm. is probably like Nicki or Doja. If Taylor Swift beats Beyonce as Artist of the Year. I will rage. And that's it. <laughs> I, hold on, but you why? Might, you might be raging let's, next let's, week. You let's might get into this. Rage. You might what? be raging next week. I'm tired of my girl not getting her things. I'm tired of Beyonce not getting her yeah. things. The that's simplest fair. of things. Be clear, it's a VMA, iconic, all that other cute shit, but it's a VMA. Give Beyonce her belongings. And that's all. That's it. 
I'm down for it. That's totally fine. I just, like, realistically, I like it's between Beyonce and Taylor Swift, like, realistically. You say realistically, and I'm, I'm immediately like, they're going to give it to Taylor, and I'm going to have to flip I mean, it's a fan fucking voted, table. So the Beehive just got to show up. I want to yeah. give a shout out to Carol G too. She dropped an album this year, Manana Sera Bodinto. And Taylor's tour is good and everything. And she had a good year too, but please, dog. Like, I'm just so tired of like Beyonce too seasoned for this. For real. She's so she's too seasoned. She's been around far too long. She's broken far too many barriers. No. If her name is in a category, she should win. I'm sorry. You can say I'm biased <laughs> if I believe that, but I believe that. I believe that to be true every single I just, time. I do have to say. I feel like this year for Taylor has been one of the craziest commercial <laughs> years for an artist of all time. Jesus. Like it's just the we're facts. Just pre- we're just prepping you for what what might it's happen just tomorrow. The facts. <laughs> Short When's the last time we saw a year like Taylor Swift just had? Like like realistically, because how many year. re-releases did Taylor do this last year? She's on her she's on her fourth coming Four. up. I want to say she's done Fearless, Speak Now, Red. So she's on her fourth coming up. Yeah. Wait, she got... re- wait, she redid red. She redid yeah. red. She redid red. That was the old two, all ten minute version. Mm-hmm. Then she did Midnights this last year. And Midnights came out, and then tour. It's been three years since Folklore and Evermore. She doesn't fucking stop. She's man. about to drop that movie that's breaking records. I mean, okay, it's I, can't talk, I can't talk. I can't talk about this shit no more. I can't talk about I'm this sorry. shit no more. Okay, enough. We have to move on. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's been crazy. I, I cannot. Anyway, <laughs> song of the year. Song of the year. Miley Cyrus, Flowers, Olivia Rodrigo, Vampire, Rima and Selena Gomez, Calm Down. What's it? Sam Smith and Kim Petras, Unholy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she dropped this song. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't laugh. I really didn't know. Steve Lacey, Bad Habit, Still? SZA, Kill Bill, and Taylor Swift, Antihero. Why is Cuffit not on this list? And why is Steve Lacey on this goddamn list? That's what I'm saying. Does Renaissance count? That's what I was asking. It better, because what do you mean? Why is Bad Habit on here? That was two years ago. He just performed Bad Habit at like the Grammys or something. Yeah, he was like, up, Bad he was Habit up, is old. That was, was a whole the Grammys last year, yeah. so it's This is up. all I was asking about Renaissance as far as like, I don't even know if it's like being considered for, or it if should. it was like beforehand. It should be considered. Like, did he drop like a music video later on? Like, maybe that's why it's counted? Or... It's not song of the year. It was song of last year. My two here is I'm gonna go with uh, once again. I just I don't really <laughs> care too much. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with I want Vampire to win. I like Vampire a lot. I don't know. I also want Kill Bill to win. Those are my two. My two. My two are. I don't. I think this category is weak. Personally. This category is weak. My two are are Kill Bill and and probably. F- Flowers. I think Flowers might win this actually because that song was everywhere, like literally everywhere for, for most of the year. Where's Ray? Also, I just want to say I'm kind of mad that Kill Bill is the song that's defining the SOS era. Yeah, you got Snooze. There's so many better songs than Kill Low, Bill. Low, Justice SOS. for Low, Justice for Seek and Destroy. Mm-hmm. Seek and Destroy, yes, yes, yes. If I had to pick out of this category, I probably would pick Flowers or I haven't heard Vampire. Y'all make me so excited. I can't wait to Vampire is really good. I, I like Vampire a lot. I probably awesome. pick Flowers or. I ain't gonna lie. I probably give it to Taylor for this one too, because Antihero was everywhere too. I'm not even gonna lie. I caught myself a couple times. Like it's me. <laughs> 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 well, 
in my own time in the quietness of my house. But yeah, I give it to Miley or Taylor or SZA too. Yeah, but I'm still mad Steve Lacey is in this category because why, bro? He was up for the Grammy and that timeline was 2021 to 2022. So that, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I don't get it. But okay. Moving right along, we have Best New Artist. Okay. We don't Glo- even have to really go over this one. Yeah, shush, I, shush, shush. We know it's Ice Spice, but there's I have to a, read. There's, there's a sleeper here. Glorilla, Ice Spice, Callie. I love Callie. She not going to win, but I love Callie. Okay. Peso Pluma. I don't know who that is. Um, Pink Panthers and Renee Rap. Let me tell you something about that girl. She's dope. Do you know who Renee Rapp is, Bobby? I've seen clips of her on Twitter. Tap in before it's too late. Yeah. Be one of the people who who knew about her early because she's going to. She's up next. She is in everything. And she has the vocals. She got the pen. She could write. Down. Down. I love Mm. Renee, but I don't think she's going to win either. And I think her best quality is her live performances. She can sing. Mm. She's one of the girls. She's oh, that sounds so girls. impressive, but <laughs> I... <laughs> but uh, Ice Spice is on here, so yeah, man. I don't think Ice Spice is gonna win this. Well, I, I don't she know if she will, new? but she should. I don't. I think the winner should be Peso Pluma. I don't know who that is. Mexican Mexican artist. Um, you just just look at some chart stuff, and and he's done some wild, like some wild stuff this year. Okay. In the charts. All right, Ooh. good for him. We talking about who gonna vote and stuff, aren't? Because we said fans vote this and stuff. Yeah. I guess it would depend on his fan base, but Ice Spice. It's between the two of them for me. Probably for me, I I either go Ice Spice or Glorilla. I would love for Cali to win, but I know she won't. I know she won't, but I love Cali. Cali is great. Cali. Ah! I love her little her little tag. <laughs> I'm not familiar, but I like the three eyes at the end. She's icon. It's because she says her name all stuff. She's like Cali. I love her so much. I love that energy. I love that energy. I would love for her to win. I'm just like looking through the rest of the top. Like I'm just like looking through all these, and like, yeah, this this year I just I don't have many feelings. <laughs> I don't. I'm kind of numb to it. I just I hope- like. I hope the Grammys is different. I hope that really brings feelings out of us. Like, if you look at, can we go? Can we go to Best Pop real quick? Demi Lovato, Swine, Dua Lipa, Dance the Night, Ed Sheeran, Eyes Closed, Miley Cyrus, Flowers, Olivia Rodrigo, Vampire, Pink, Trust Fall, and Taylor Swift, Antihero. It's weak. That's what I'm saying. I haven't heard weak. three of these. Taylor, <laughs> Taylor is washing this category. Flowers, Flowers went possibly. dumb. Or, or Flowers, yeah. But Flowers went dumb. Like, and then I'm even like looking at the best rap, hip hop, like the best hip hop. Like, all right, let's move week. on. Let's move on. Best hip hop. We're just gonna zoom through. <laughs> let's zoom through. Diddy featuring Bryson Tiller, Ashanti, and Young Miami. Then we got Stand Alive. That's DJ Khaled featuring Drake and Mo Baby. Uh, Tomorrow Two, Glorilla and Cardi B. Just wanna rock, Lil Uzi Vert. Can't nobody, Lil Wayne featuring Swiss Beats and DMX. What? Metro Boomin featuring Future Superhero. And Nicki Minaj, Super Freaky Girl. I've heard it's three like, of these songs. Zero. Like, it's crazy how the DJ Khaled and Drake songs even on there, because people are just literally clowning that song. It's like one of the worst Drake features on a DJ Khaled project. You got the verse, Cardi's verse on Tomorrow 2 went up. Like, that was all over the place. Uh, just Wanna Rock probably should win. Just because, yeah. like, how, like, that song, like, was a culture, like, a like a whole movement. Beyonce um, doing that little dance on tour right exactly, now. Exactly, like. A little rock, little, yeah. I feel so. like it's definitely the rap song of the year. I mean, Super Freaky Girl was huge. 
And then I'm surprised that they went with that song from the Metro Boomin album, actually. Uh, did Hold on. On the R&B one, did the Weekend one with 21 Savage, the Creepin'. Okay, yeah, they put that on the R&B one. Okay. Yeah, but overall, it's like, it's like whatever. I, I don't have like a pick on. I, I, I feel like Just Wanna Rock should win on there, most likely. Just as far as like the like influence that Impact, song had. yeah. Yeah. But like, okay, like best R&B, like. Okay. Uh, Alicia Keys featuring Lucky Day, Stay, Chloe featuring The Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, are you for real? <laughs> are you serious it should have been bad. make it look easy that's bad. Dog, it should have been worried it should have been it should have been like any other song on that project dog i'm sick to my stomach anyway metro boomin featuring the weekend 21 savage and diddy creepin remix scissor shirt okay 2c favorite song and young blue and Nicki minaj loving the way probably shirt oh that's great i actually did an interview with the producer of loving the way shout out shout out oh, to that's him. fire i hope they win because of that I don't. <laughs> I, like I, pick, the, I pick shirt probably. I'm in the give scissor everything mentality. So mm-hmm. that's, where I, that's where I am on that. I think realistically, Creepin's gonna win. Creepin was charting like crazy, and it's the weekend, so I feel like the weekend has like a ton of fans. So I could I could see him winning. As long as it's not the backflip, man. I'm the, <laughs> I really am. Cause why? Like, uh, anyway, I feel like moving. such a hater right now. I feel like it, it it is what it is. I can be disappointed. I'm disappointed because why? I'm I I oh, can't even be happy for her first VMA placement because that nigga's on the song. <laughs> I'm totally irritated right now. I'm dead ass. I'm like really irked. I was hoping for this. So I was looking at direction and cinematography. I don't know if we're going over those, but I just wanted to say I'm very glad that Kendrick Lamar's video "Count Me Out." has gotten some nominations because that music video was absolutely just crazy. I love that's like my those, favorite. Those music are not video. fan voted. Those aren't fan voted either. They're not? Well I hope they choose no. him to win because oh. I love that video. I gotta go why <laughs> I need to go listen to this song because why is this song on this list? I, I want to hear Which that one? for myself. Best Afro beats. I want to do this because yeah. Aria Star, Rush, Burner Boy, it's plenty DeVito featuring Music Keys, Unavailable, Firevo- Fireboy, DML, and Asake Bandana, Libyanka, People, that's my girl, Rima and Selena Gomez, Calm Down, and WizKid featuring Arya Star, Two Sugar. Has anybody heard this Selena Gomez song, and why is it on the Afrobeat list? It's, I've, I've heard it, yeah. Is it Afrobeat? So. It's debatable. Okay, it's deba- yeah. It's debatable. it's debatable. Cute. I picked Libyanka, shout out to her, she was on the last season of The Voice. And she's incredible. Love Libyanka. Very happy to see her get her things. Love Arya Star as well. Um, Burner Boy needs to stay away from any mic that is ever placed in front of his face. We don't want to hear you talk. You can sing though and do your little <laughs> stuff, but but I need him to stop doing interviews because he be saying some wild shit. Do we want to go over any of this other stuff? There's best show of the summer. Best show of the summer. I don't see that on my list. Read it. What's, what's the categories? Best show, show of the summer? <laughs> they're, so they're talking about tours, I would imagine. Oh! Beyonce, Blackpink, Ed Sheeran, Drake, and Taylor. Beyonce or Taylor. <laughs> yeah, Drake was eating a sandwich on stage. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I have to say that I don't know about this Drake tour, but I went to his last tour. 
And Drake was a great performer on the tour I went to. But I, I don't know. I've seen some crazy clips about his tour this year where it's like, I don't know what he's doing either. He but was his last tour was bears great. and sandwiches and shit on stage. I'm sorry, men. I've never. <laughs> might be a hot take. Maybe. Who knows? I don't go see men live. I have no desire to go see male performers live. The only male performer I've genuinely wanted to see live very recently is Josh Levi. Can't wait for him to go on tour because I know he dances and sings live and sounds very good and stuff. Um, Male performers do little to nothing in comparison to my girlies. So I just, I'm not moved to purchase a ticket and stand and wait in line to see them stand and do nothing on stage. (laughs) Kendrick's is good. Kendrick's is like a play. Yeah. He does his performance. His, His is very like theatrical. He uh, wanted like three men to maybe do a little bit of something. Lil Nas X performs. Okay, I see yeah. the weekend. Even though he he be doing whatever, he jumps around and it looks kind of entertaining. So yeah, like Kendrick has a uh, um, they like shot his um concert and they like put it up on Amazon Prime. It was good. That, that's how I saw it. Like it, it was solid. Shout out to Joya Jackson. She's on the cover of that project. She was one of his dancers. Oh Love okay. Her. Hey Joya. I do want to shout out Ed a little bit because. I, I really like Ed, Ed Sheeran live. Uh, he doesn't use a band. It's just him and his guitar. He sings like 40 songs. Um, and a lot of them are pretty fast tempo. He, did, he And he uses a loop pedal as well. He does a, It's like you're watching him in the studio live. He, he, does, he does a lot. It's not like theatrical. He's not dancing. He's just playing his guitar and using his loop pedal. But he doesn't get any help. It's just him. So it, it's like one person. He did a stadium tour. So he's got 60,000 people there. Kanye is a good performer too. I <laughs> <laughs> wasn't his St. Pablo tour. That was like the one with the stage that was like floating above everybody. It was pretty good. Is that the one where he rocked the mega hat or no? <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It was. It was, yeah, right? no, it was. Yeah, it yeah, was. yeah. That was dev- definitely the mega yeah era for that sure. Was the mega era. Yeah. Oh, pain, searing pain. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. You want to know the biggest applause of the night at the Kanye show? When Kim Kardashian walked in. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it was crazy. I went to the Miami show, so, like, everybody was there. Like, there was a ton of celebrities there. I was, like, like the row over for me was, like, Fat Joe, Kim, Chloe, Tristan Thompson, Ben Simmons. It was, like, the whole celebrity row was, like, right next to me. It was crazy. Hey, man, as long as you enjoy yourself. Yeah, no, it was, it was fun. It was a good All concert. right. The rest of these categories are just stacked with like some of the same people. And we talk about performers. Performers. I'm, I'm gonna list off the performers: Anita, Cardi, Demi, Diddy, Doja, Fallout Boy, Carol G, Kelsey Ballerini, Lil Wayne, Ma- Maniskin. Ma- yeah, Maniskin. Uh, Megan, Metro, Nikki, Olivia. Peso Pluma, Shakira, Stray Kids, and Tomorrow together. Then there's a 50th anniversary hip hop thing uh, with Dougie Fresh, Grandmaster Flash, LL, Lil Wayne, and Nicki. Oh, Nicki's on that one. I didn't know. I didn't know. She, I didn't know that. Oh, there's a lot of presenters. I thought Nicki was hosting. It. Oh, the present presenters are different. Okay, so and then on the I think this is like who's performing outside, who they put on during the commercials is Cali, Renee, Rap in the warning happy to see renee hit the stage happy to see sabrina hit the well, stage but what's so the but what stage the stage that the pre they're no they're like those are like i forget what their specific name is but those are the performances Extended play stage is what it says yeah those are like the performances in between stuff they'll like pan over to the outside stage and like that's when they yeah. do their can their songs or whatever can yeah we, we can watch that, that. So they like play like 15 seconds, then go to commercial, but like the whole thing's up on YouTube afterwards. Right, yeah. I feel like that's like when they make you the tree in the play. 
Hey, you gotta chill. (laughs) Not the tree, tree number four. (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) You do the the most with what you got, but like, oh my god, it's so disrespectful. I I agree with you, but also it's like, bro, why? Because Sabrina could easily hit the main stage. Renee could easily hit. That's what I'm saying. Callie too, like they. I'm like, why, bro? Because who else is? I can't. That is so funny. He said. There's a lot of uh, uh, diversity, though, in the performers. Like, Adidas from Brazil, Carol G's Colombian, Peso Pluma's Mexican, Manskin's from Italy. I feel like they did a good job with that, so mm. I'll point that out, too. Just one more quick thing. I just realized there's, like, a lot of uh, female rappers out there, too. Shout out That's to female up. rap. They got Cardi, Doja, Meg, and Nicki performing. We got four this female rappers. fun. I can't wait. That's dope, though. I, don't, I, I wonder if that's, like, well. that has to be a first. Like, that many female rappers on an award show performing. That's, that's got to be a first. I want it to go well. I don't want to see any fighting online. I know there's going to be some, but I encourage you guys to just celebrate the fact that they're all there and not Facts. fit them against each other, okay? I mean, I'm, I'm including everything in that. We're not comparing outfits on the red carpet. We're not comparing <laughs> anything. Like, please just let it be a night filled with good fun and entertainment, okay? All right. So what we're first going to start off with, what I want to talk about, because it's been blowing up on my TikTok and my Twitter, is AI in the... Honestly, we could probably bring it outside the music industry, too, because uh, AI is going to affect everything. Like, honestly, that's what the writers are striking about and the actors are striking about even like, obviously, like, yeah, they want fair pay. But there's like an existential crisis happening in Hollywood, because if AI doesn't get regulated in their um, with what they're proposing, like everybody's going to be out of a job, essentially. Uh, but I saw this article that was saying that. Um, there was like this really um, viral AI song with Drake and The Weeknd going around and it's like original where, um, you know, this person wrote it and had like AI Drake and AI The Weeknd like rapping and singing it. And they said the grant, like the, the head of the Grammy said it's eligible to be submitted to the Grammys, which is crazy because like that means that there's like this reality where like a real artist could potentially get snubbed. <laughs> by Mm-mm. an AI version of themselves Mm-mm. that they didn't write or nothing, didn't participate in. Now, something happened after, like, because this was getting a lot of tra- uh, a lot of traction. He said the, the head of the Grammys came out and said, oh, no, it's not eligible because of, I can't remember what, what he said. But, like, the idea of AI in the music industry is even more interesting to me than AI in Hollywood because in Hollywood they have unions, right? They're like, they're already fighting to like regulate it. There is no union in the music industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like, they're not going to be able to fight it. And the music industry is going to look crazy if they don't fight it because you're just going to have dead artists coming out with new music. We're about to get some new Michael Jackson. We're about to get some new Prince some new oh, Tupac, uh, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I think they're not even going to be open about it. They're going to be like, oh, this is from the vault of Tupac. We just found like 20 wild. more songs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not going to be honest about it. And um, yeah, I think it. the thing about the, the music industry is like what they're doing with AI right now is they're implementing it in all these small ways that people don't care about. Like, so the, um, the Marvel show with uh, Samuel Jackson, I can't remember the title of it. 
that the title sequence was completely made by AI, right? So like people, are like, oh, you know, it's just a title sequence, whatever. But like that's how it starts. That's how they get people used to the idea, and then it's gonna like blend into a whole bunch of other stuff. Like it came out that on the set for Wandavision, they like three D scanned all the extras. And like they're allowed to use that 3D scan in anything they want to without any type of consent or anything like that, and just like make AI versions of all these extras. So like it's it's starting, mm-hmm. um, and I just feel like it's going to uh, destroy everything if it's left unregulated. Like if Bro, it's like, no, it's but, like it's like when like if you don't live with somebody and you're just like you know you're just hooking up and stuff and they start leaving a toothbrush over, <laughs> they start leaving a couple of things up, you know, and eventually they're living with you and that's not what you're squatters, bro. It does get to that extreme, absolutely. Squatters is crazy. No, it's definitely I. The whole them being able to be nominated for awards thing is freaky enough, but it's like I don't like what are they? What's it? What's it called when you release a project after somebody passed? Post hominess? Uh, posthumous albums. Yeah. Posthumous. Yeah, I don't like that anyway. Yeah, I don't but, like it anymore either. But the idea of people being able to write stuff in like an artist's voice, I saw what you said on Twitter about that, and I agreed from the standpoint of like if I'm a songwriter and I want to pitch a song to somebody, I can do it like in this person's in voice, voice. Yeah. that's that's kind of that i feel like that's cool i feel like that's amazing i don't even like that i love it i think it's a good way to present like your work you're like this is how i know it'll sound good like in this person's cadence and this person's like their usual flow like blah blah if you really want to write for them i think that's kind of a useful tool but i do see how it can be mishandled and misused oh absolutely <laughs> I'm having a hard time with this because I'm really sensitive, man. I'm a sensitive person. So I can only, mm-hmm. I'm having a tough time being like logical with this and I can only look at it with one. That's fine. One, one eye. And it's like, I just hate it. I, I it, there's no appropriate use for it. It's dangerous. It, it's uh devalues the art. The artist de- makes museums irrelevant, even though it's not a perfect mm-hmm. parallel to me. It makes museums irrelevant. It's like self-driving cars to me. It's like bacon and ice cream. Like it's just, too, we do too much all the time. Yeah. Did you say bacon and ice cream? That's a, that's like a thing that got, that's a thing that became a thing. And we, we make these things, we make them things. And then there's no turning back. That actually Facts. sounds good. I, I saw this guy on TikTok. He's like the guy I like send y'all messages about on TikTok. The guy that, um, Oh, yes. So he said something that I saw the other day that was crazy. He said, like, essentially what AI is going to do is we are going to outsource like all of our cognitive ability to AI. And like, what's that going to mean for human evolution? Are there going to be teacher jobs? Like, it's going to be crazy because like AI has so many good, useful tools. Like it really does. Like, for example, it just cured somebody's cancer. Right. And so it's like the tool itself could possibly i already know like it could like save humanity in a lot of ways honestly because y'all ain't it would shit be able, from our robot man no it would really be able to see I patterns robot. and do things that us as humans just wouldn't be able to put together right or even uh like running simulations of like in the medical industry for example like surgeries and all this kind of stuff like it definitely has uses but if it remains unregulated, that's where it's just like, of course, people are going to try to profit off of it, pimp it out, like all this kind of stuff. And it was just, it's going to lead to doom. I, I want to try an exercise really quick. Okay, let's do it. 
Um, you don't have to close your eyes, but if you're an audience member, you can close your eyes. And just I want to close my eyes. All right, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Try your hardest to experience this in, in real time. You're with your partner. If you don't have a partner, just imagine you have a partner. Imagine you're being felatiated. <laughs> I thought we were about to do a meditation or some shit. Dead ass, dead ass. I'm like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to meditate. I'm ready. It's a form of meditation. <laughs> so, so, I need to know. So imagine. How AI plays into this. I'm, I'm not closing my eyes no more. Just so much. <laughs> you feel me? My eyes, my eyes So imagine. Ooh. Imagine. All right. <sighs> You're being felicitated. And, and it feels nice. It feels nice. Run of the mill, right? It's just so ver- oh, never mind. <laughs> You're having a good time. Toes are curled. Everything's going good. The only noise is the sweet sound of that. And. The, the vibration of your breath, perhaps. Right? It's still happening. It's going good. You open your eyes. There's a robot sucking you off. Okay. 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 That's my, that's my point. Is that AI? <laughs> What's the point? AI. Is that AI? What's the point? AI is trying to replace the humans. Oh, dog, you got me thinking about that movie. The movie is literally artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence, her, iRobot. Because they had they had uh, robot gigolos in that movie, too. I remember Jude Law was one. He was fine. That, yeah. sc- that movie is scary. But yeah. Oh, I'm crying actual tears. I mean, dog. no, it is true, though, but that's my point as far as the regulation goes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, <laughs> that's you my point, fool. though, as far as, like, everything will get delegated out. Like, that's just, like, how it'll happen. And because we live in a capitalist society where we get paid in exchange for labor, when there's no more labor left to do, what are we going to do? They're going to turn on us. The robots are going to be like, okay, y'all are dumb. <laughs> just like iRobot. You know? They fucked up Will in the well, Okay, hold on. Let's be real here. Because AI isn't necessarily robots. Like, maybe it'll turn into some type of robot eventually. But what I'm saying, like, the AI we're talking about now is more just, like, computer code. But, like... I, I then they just... gonna do dumb shit like you see Cardi suing that girl because that girl made an AI offset and had his ass saying like basically got on Twitter and was like oh yeah offset is cheating on Cardi with me like blah blah and then played what? this recording this recording of offset being like oh yeah no I'm about to come through but it was all choppy and shit so Damn. they was like this is AI but it sounded like his voice if the flow yeah. like if the flow was right it would have been more believable but. People gonna start doing shit like that. Eventually, it'll get so good we won't be, be able to differentiate from like really anything. It's that the ultimate terrible. photo. I mean, the regulation I see is more like what I'm saying with what they're trying to do in Hollywood, where because like what um you know all the uh production studios and all the stuff they want to do like on the writing aspect, they obviously just want AI to write the stories yeah. or yeah. maybe just have a uh like a template then that like a real writer will fill in the rest or fix what's broken or whatever. Like they can't be doing all that. Like that, 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 that starts being teachers eventually. That starts being they going to do whatever they can do to be cheaper. You think they're not going to make Absolutely. robots so they can pay start, them two cents on the ass- dollar? Assistants, receptionists, Absolutely. a lot of your average jobs just gone. Unless mm-hmm. it's going to be like universal basic income or something like that. There's just no way to 
for that to be a thing for me. I think what's going to happen realistically in America, at least, is it's going to become a luxury to do things in person. Like, it'll be a luxury to do anything in person. So, like, we're already seeing it with concerts, right? We're already seeing it with concerts where it's pricing a lot of people out. Um, and then, like even, like, even movies and stuff, like, taking a family to a movie is a crazy expense nowadays. So, it'll just be where everything is a luxury to do outside of your house and everything else you're supposed to do is either on, you know, like VR or AR or something like that. And it's like the matrix, but <laughs> real. But none, of, <laughs> none of these things like concerts, like none of these things exist without boatloads of people, like a, a huge crew to create the concert and put it together for them to get paid like a movie theater you, without ushers, without people to clean the theater after it's done. There's, in every scenario you look at, you can't do any of these things without large groups of people that are going to get paid for the job. That's how I look at it. That's the sensitive sure. part. That's my sensitive viewpoint. It's just like, you know, the South Park episode, like they took her jobs, the whole, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I look at it. I just, I don't want it to ever, it's the, the, this is the writer's problem, what you're saying. I don't want it to ever replace a human job. I'm That's trying to say how you going to regulate it because I don't want the government regulating that shit either. They're only going to do what's profitable and what's mm -hmm. profitable is to do what we like what we just said, replace yeah. all the human jobs with robots. They can pay literally nothing um, and still get the same well, what they consider to be the same work done. And then, like you said, everything becomes a luxury. Nah, man. I, don't I mean, need, I'm like, who's going to regulate it? It's just because of capitalism, right? Because who's going to regulate it is the companies. And the companies are going to lobby the government to pass whatever bills they want so they can do whatever they want with their AI. But what's crazy is, like, honestly, robots should take over all the mundane tasks of the world. You know what I'm saying? Oh, they absolutely um, should. Oh, no. And we shouldn't have to pay just to live on a floating rock, as the people on Twitter always like to say. And it's like... We like if all of those tasks were just taken and we could just be the creative species that we are and just do shit because we like to do it, that would be great. Wait, what still are, need money not what's to gonna live, happen. though. We what still are, need that's why I said because it's capitalism. But what are, like, these got, what are these tasks that that they'd be taking that are any, ideal? I feel like anything that is okay. Are you asking me what I would like or what's realistic? Both. Okay, what I would like, y'all gonna kill me for this. Every time I go to McDonald's, I would like for it to be the same every single time. A robot would be able to give me that. <laughs> now, <clears throat> obviously, like there's so many things when it comes to like preciseness that an AI will be able to do better than a human like every single time. And also, like all those type of jobs that are just like so, honestly, everything. Like anything that can replace, we should be able to replace because like I don't believe in like, labor and getting paid less than what you're worth and basically being like like tied to employment and all that kind of stuff now what i'm saying is obviously that's unrealistic like that wouldn't happen like what would happen is if like the robots took over all our jobs they just leave us homeless and hungry like they would like true. the government wouldn't help us out in an ideal world i could see like the ai doing a bunch of stuff that they're better at humans than right like even like okay here's a great example that's like a personal thing to me I would much rather have an AI diagnose me medically than a doctor. Biased. You know what? I'm not I even would, necessarily mad at that. Just as long as they right? don't input all, but who's building the robots and the systems though? Because the BMI is not real and doesn't account for African Americans. There's a whole bunch None of, of stuff is. within healthcare that like they that's just not all True. the statistics are typically built off of white men. That's pretty much what all the normal standards of numbers are in the, in the medical world. Yeah. So, like, 
if I, I feel like AI will be less biased than a doctor. I also feel like it'd be better able to diagnose different things because like diagnosing something is a is an art, not a science. Like a lot of the time, like when it comes to, like mental health and stuff like that, I feel like an AI would be able to like actually listen to you. <laughs> and, no like, bias. Input. No that's all I'm saying. That's that's what I could see happening. Because uh, like there's a lot of times you go to the doctor, you'd be like, I'm feeling this, this and this. I got this pain here. I got this thing. I got that thing. And they'll ignore you or they'll think it's this when it's really that thing. You got to go to 15 different doctors. Like, I don't think that would have to remain the same anymore. Oh, I have an example for that. I almost died because I had to get an appendectomy. Um, but I went to the doctor when I was having pain and they were just basically like, oh, you're just fat. You have to lose weight. And I was like, oh, OK, yeah, cool. So then I go back to school and my my appendix almost ruptures like it started leaking. I almost died. And then I, went, I had to go back to the hospital. I'm like, if a robot was doing that, they would have just scanned me real quick. I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. your, appendix, your appendix is fucked up. Let's take that out. Like the months before I had to actually go back and get the surgery. So I kind of, I as long as they don't implement any of the human biases in the coding of the robot and things, no racism, yeah, no fat phobia, homophobia and things, you know, it would depend on all of those systems. Then I would agree from that standpoint. But I also think it's just a very dangerous line you're towing. Depending oh, I agree. Who's, who's creating? That's why I'm like, if no, I agree. I'm not involved. If I was involved in the creation of all this AI and the robot thing, I'd feel a little bit more secure. But I'm not. Billy Bob up there in his high rise <laughs> uh, apartment trying to keep all of his millions and billions of dollars is going to be designing this shit. And I don't trust Billy Bob. So for that reason, I say no. Billy but Bob. In a in a perfect world, yes. That would <laughs> yeah, be that's perfect. I'm I'm Maybe talking in a perfect world because I don't think it'll be implemented in good ways like at all unless it makes a profit. I feel like that's the only way it's going to be implemented, that's so which crazy. sucks, because no, I think it could actually be a good tool. I really it do. It could be useful, It could, but there would have to be <clears> lines <throat> and limits and shit, and people just love, they just love to take it further and further and further. What else can we turn into a robot? What other ways can we pay people less or like not pay humans at all? Like that's just it. get a robot in here and do this you, shit. You just see so Sad. many examples, man. like Elon Musk, look what happened when he started with Twitter and look at the escalation. He of, yeah. is an idiot. Look at the escalation of what's happened over time. Obviously, his hidden agenda, which is not really much of a secret, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that honestly kind of transitions right into the next topic of like, because I, I wanted to talk about COVID and like where we're at nowadays. Right. And I feel like Twitter, for a good example, um, is like there's just since it started, there's been just so much misinformation around COVID and there continues to be misinformation around COVID. Um, and honestly, I'm trying to decide if I still want to talk about it. <laughs> this is the last topic. I, I know. I'm thinking because I guess I'm curious. I, I'm, I'm going to start it off with a question because I'm actually mm -hmm. more curious. Like, what do y'all think about COVID currently and like how it's affecting the world currently? How's it affecting y'all currently? I'm just I'm interested. Um. I'll be I'll be very honest and say I went to the Renaissance store and like I posted my little pictures on Twitter and um, one of the lovely girls I follow her name's Leah hey Leah if you're watching um she posted underneath and was like next time babe like wear a mask like it'll be safer for you and everybody involved and I was like at first I was a little taken aback by the comment because I was just like damn, is it really that bad out here? So I hopped in my DMs, I messaged her, and I was like, babe, can you give me some more information? Because I definitely have been walking around without a mask on. Like, I've definitely just been chilling. Like, I got COVID. I've only gotten COVID once, and that was, I want to say, like, 
in 2022. I got it like real late because I was, mm-hmm. you know, being precautionary or whatever. Um, but I was like, what's going on? Because I feel like I don't have a clear understanding of everything that's happening. And she sent me a bunch of shit and was basically like, no, yeah, COVID's still around. It's rampant. It's actually way higher than like people are saying it is. Mm-hmm. And like more people are getting sick and sick every day. And like she has, I believe she has like long COVID or, or developed some sort of a disability from catching COVID. Um, so a lot of what she does on her platform is just really like informing people and letting people know about the current state of it and shit. So she sent me my information i read it all and i was like damn okay cool so ever since i talked to her i've been wearing my mask outside because i'm like y'all really it's a lot it really has been very much brushed under the rug and it's like oh the worst cases are over like we have the Mm -hmm. boosters like because i told her i was like i've gotten the I, i got the shot i've been getting boosters so i thought i was good to like walk around outside without a mask on i was like i've gotten all my shots like I should be cool. No, wear your masks. <laughs> wear, yeah. wear your goddamn masks, you guys. It's still here. It's very much still here. Okay. Yeah, I'm in a similar position. Uh, I'm fortunate. Work from home. I don't have to leave unless I need bare essentials, like minimum essentials. So it's just not. I'm in like a you know tunnel vision world currently. Of COVID doesn't exist in my own world. Mm-hmm. So I haven't taken much of like an external interest in it as far as finding out what's going on and stuff. That concert I talked about going to meet Caitlin, she caught COVID at that concert. I tested and I tested negative, thankfully. I don't know how because I was with her and right next to her. Well, um, okay. But she caught COVID. A bunch of people at that concert caught, caught COVID. And that was the last time. That was the first time. I went to that was like a month ago. That was the first time in a long time that I actively like thought about COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my current experience is that I'm not experiencing it in an active and, and current way because of my lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like um, a lot of people um, are operating that way. Um, and I think for me, it, it's crazy how... So for me, COVID has been like a mad, uh, a major gaslighting event. Absolutely. Where um, it's turned into a lot of conspiracy because of all the misinformation out there. Um, and even like Michael, you're saying like you tested negative for COVID and stuff like that doesn't really matter right now. Uh, as far as like being accurate, like the, the at home tests are completely inaccurate now. What? Um, even the PCR tests are like iffy. Uh, yeah. So, cause like all the new strains and everything that are coming out, like the at home tests haven't been updated to like really account, uh, for the new strains and stuff like that. So like there was this person that knew she was positive. I saw it on Twitter. <clears throat> she knew she was positive, but she just wanted to see how many at-home rapid tests she had to take to get a positive result, and she took 10 of them. It took till the 10th one to, like, have a positive result. So, like, all that is kind of, like, it's all assumption now. It's, like, if you have a COVID symptom, well, then, like, it, you pretty much have to assume it is, uh, like, if you're trying to be cautious. Uh, but, like, it's, it's really crazy how, I'm going to get political for a second. When Joe Biden became president, I was just really excited because I felt like Trump wasn't hand. Well, there's a lot of reasons why I was excited, but I felt like Trump wasn't handling COVID well at all. You know, what Yo, I'm you, you know, the, and, the inter- you know, the interview, sorry, but you know, the yeah, interview no, where the Axios interview where he's got like the graphs and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're last, we're last place in the yeah. world, last place. And mm-hmm. like, take, like he literally treated the whole thing like a fucking, like game. it was a joke. You like, know what I'm saying? He was telling people like ingest we bleach and stuff. And, but what was crazy was, and like, this is real, 
I honestly feel like Joe Biden has done worse than Trump with COVID. Damn. I really do. Damn. And that's been really, really upsetting because that was like one of my major points of voting because COVID's affected me to the, to the extreme. So like I'm high risk. I already have like a lung disease. So I'm just trying not to catch it. But it's honestly impossible for me not to have it. I probably had like four or five times already uh, just because like I have my son. He goes to school. No one's masking anymore at all. No social distancing, nothing like that. So I feel like I probably caught it like twice from him. Um, and so it's like there's no support. All the support that was there that Joe either established or Trump had established. He, he recently got rid of all of it. He's pushing for everyone to go back to work. He even just like made a joke about COVID on one of his interviews, which is just crazy to me because I think now he's had more people die of COVID than Trump did under his presidency. Oh, wow. And so he like made a joke because like Jill has it, his wife has it. And then he like walked on to the podium to give his speech. And he said something like, oh, don't tell anybody I didn't wear my mask or whatever. I was like, you <laughs> it's so crazy. And then like what happened was also he had COVID. I think it was sometime last year. And then he did a 60 minutes interview right when he got over it and declared that COVID was over when he just had it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this guy is just doing nothing. And like uh, an, another reason why I, why I wanted to bring this up was to bring it back to the music industry, because uh, like this is just the reality of it. Like the music world is probably one of the biggest factors in people getting COVID right now, because like everyone's on tour. So many people on all these gigantic tours, like Taylor's tour, Beyonce's tour, everybody's getting COVID, which just makes sense. You know, everybody's out there spitting, yelling, all this kind of stuff. But for the artists themselves, it's dangerous. Like Billy says, she came out in an interview and said she had really bad long COVID where like she felt like she was going to die. And then oh, wow. she just did a show. I think it was a couple weeks ago and she did it and she had posted it. And she's like, I was so sick. I felt like, you know, I was going to die. And I still like went out there and did it. And it's like, that's tragic because like, it's like the effects of long COVID um, are like not a joke. Like they're really affecting people's lives, disabling people. And that's what COVID turned out to be was a mass disabling event, essentially. Like even past all the death, like there's just a lot of disabled people from COVID now. And the reason why I just I guess I wanted to talk about this is one just to vent and get my perspective out there because I feel like people aren't talking about COVID anymore. And then also kind of just not seeing it for what it is anymore. Uh, like people don't even know the symptoms of COVID anymore. Uh, everyone just still thinks it's like breathing issues. But like pink eye is a major symptom of COVID right now. Like it can look like a stomach flu. Um like even like skin problems come from COVID because basically COVID affects like your whole sim uh, your whole system. So like it manifests in a lot of different ways. Uh, and I'm just I'm so frustrated. Uh, I get like jealous. Like when like when y'all are talking about like going to concerts and stuff, I get so jealous because like I used to love going to concerts, but like I like I'm gonna go to the Doja concert more like uh, more than like uh, more. What am I trying to say? I'm probably going to the Doja concert in November, and. Shit, I'm like double mask or something, but it's always this calculated risk. Like even when I like go to the store, I'm like, do I like, do I want to die? <laughs> like if I like okay with dying, and like that kind of like goes through my mind a lot. Um, just doing basic shit, right? Like I'm saying, like going to the grocery store or, um, like to the movies. I still go to the movies a lot, but what I do is like, if I see someone like bought seats right here. I like leave. Oops. I like buy seats one seat over just to yeah. make sure no one sits there. And then like I take that seat. <laughs> yeah. Cause no one's going to so, buy that in between seats. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. no one really goes to the movies alone. So I'd be like, and then it's always just still like, I'm like, am I okay with like 
I'm always just like, it's always assessing the risk, right? Like even like when Gabe comes home, like I try to like avoid my own son, which is like a crazy experience, which I know that's probably going to affect him in a very negative way, like in some capacity, because like, like I really have to avoid him. Uh, so that sucks. And so it's just affecting my life is so much like I, I, I'm not I'm not the same person at all that I used to be. Um, like I'm, I'm pretty much trapped in my house, which really sucks. And then the gaslighting part is always like, I, I'm always met with, oh, COVID's not really that bad. I've had COVID, blah, 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 blah. And people always say that, but I think it's now like the biggest death toll in American history as far as like an event goes. I think it passed the Civil War this year, I think. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's, st- it's still really serious. And even like for artists, like it's really affecting them too. Like artists are, I don't know if y'all see it, but so many artists have to like cancel shows lately. And things like that. And they can't say it's COVID. Um, and I saw someone, I don't know how accurate this is, but someone said the insurance the insurance companies that like pay people's tickets back if a show gets canceled does not cover it if it's COVID. So they don't claim that it's COVID. No, well, I was gonna say, should there be a smaller conversation like Billy Eilish, for example, should there be a smaller and it's a smaller conversation because your your conversation is so much bigger, but it's part of this, mm-hmm. obviously. Should there be a smaller convo about that? about Billie Eilish probably feeling pressure to have to go oh, out there. And, you absolutely. Because this is also somebody that's, perf- I was like, there's like in her documentary and she was really broken about not being able to perform. She performed with like a broken bone or something. Like yeah, a broken in her, or something. Like her leg. So you could tell this is somebody that probably feels that pressure of not being able to cancel. I'm sure some of the For stuff sure. you goes into that with, with insurance and all that. I feel like I used to blame artists like early on like why are y'all even like throwing like a um like a super spreader event but then like i realized it's their job right like that's how they get paid and we're all trying to live right so it's it's it sucks for the artists too that they have to essentially risk their lives like all like every single night because that's essentially what's happening like whether it's the meet and greets you're talking about and maybe getting COVID from that or whatever like they're risking themselves like a lot uh to do their job so it's not just you know like the fans that are getting screwed over it's the artists too because there's really no protections for them either um that's a good point that's a good point man because in 2020 i worked in restaurants mm-hmm. and that and that was obviously like you know yeah that's that scary was that was huge as far as covid <laughs> went but i yeah. still I, I was in virginia and that was the state that decided to leave restaurants open but mm-hmm. just just do like only to go orders, but you're still making direct contact with people on to go orders. Yeah. Um. So I was the general manager at this restaurant, so I had to work. I had no choice. They didn't give mm-hmm. me the option of like you're let go, you can collect the unemployment. I had no choice. I had to keep working. And it, you bring it back to artists who also like a lot. Some artists genuinely don't have a choice. Like not every artist has the net worth of like yeah Drake, Drake or someone like that exactly where they do like you said it's their job if they'd have to go on that tour and they feel that pressure i felt as a much smaller person in society compared to an artist i had no choice i had to show up to work or else i had to like i was fucking petrified because at the time we knew nothing yeah and i had to show up and i had to make direct contact with all these people uh with very limited information about this uh this thing mm-hmm. that was going around yeah, and I actually almost did die from COVID, so that was terrifying too. I, I caught COVID before we even knew it was a thing, um, because I, I always wonder what happened. So it was like October of 2019. I went to the hospital. No one could find out what was wrong with me. Like I went septic. Like I almost died. Oh, and man. then, 
shortly after that, we found out what COVID was. And then we also did find out that it was like around in China towards the end of 2019. So it probably got here too, like through traveling and everything. We just didn't know what it was. Um, so yeah, that was crazy. And then like my wedding was January of 2020 and so many people left my wedding sick. Like it was crazy. Like my, my elder, like neighbor, um, who I've known forever, she came to my wedding and she was in the hospital with pneumonia for like three weeks and like, she wasn't getting any better. Obviously we know it's COVID now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's terrifying. And I think once again, the reason why I bring it up is that I just really hope that, I mean, the ultimate fear, honestly, is like, I just hope I make it, like, realistically. It goes through my mind all the time. It's like, like, uh, it's just scary. It's scary. What can, what, what, what can people, because you're high risk, right? I'm sorry, what was that? You're high risk? Yeah, I'm high risk for sure. So what can people like me do better? Like, honestly, it's simple shit, but there's also, I'm sure there's more perspective you can offer. yeah honestly i don't put i mean i it realistically all people could do now is still get um boosted and wear masks but that's not even that realistic anymore because joe biden got rid of the covid emergency so like people have to pay for boosters people got to pay for testing people yeah. got to pay for all so it's that's not we've been failed like all of us collectively as a society have been failed by the government and companies. Like if companies still wanted to, they could still have the social distancing in lines, still mandatory masks at work and stuff like that. But the thing with COVID and what it's always been has been a community disease. It's been a community virus. That's what it's been from the beginning. But like the way that the media painted it and the government painted it is like you can take individual steps to help people, which is not true. Like, that's not the case. Individual people doing everything won't, it won't stop the spread. Like, it won't. It, it's, it's community effort. Like, it, like, so that's why, like, when we did get the vaccine and we were social distancing and we were wearing masks, that's why, like, there was such a dip. Like, it was all working. Like, the protocols were working. Um, but, you know, then office buildings started losing their money and people wanted to have their real estate worth it so they want to put people back to work downtown get that real estate market still going uh it's all money based you know what i'm saying it's yeah. all money based you, you, had, you had leaders like desantis and and abbott people yeah. that were proud of being open like from the beginning like exactly. really really proud about it and it's, i'm in florida so i was dealing with that the whole so time know. do you yeah. know if we went back on like a lockdown if that would mm -hmm. help so the thing with lockdowns is it would help, but the thing is we don't have infrastructure in place for people to live like that. Now, right. if we had the infrastructure, we could do it as like a, maybe do it here, do it there, but like we don't have the infrastructure in place. And that's why I'm saying like we've been failed from the beginning. We don't, like our hospitals aren't good enough. Our medical care system isn't good enough as far as like insurance and all that kind of stuff. Like nothing is set up for us to succeed to get out of COVID, especially the way the response has been now. Because like, do you know what would have to happen for people to mask now? Like it'd have to be some cataclysmic, hmm. like 
They wouldn't listen it, otherwise. Yeah, yeah no, it, it would. We'll otherwise. never go back to it because then also like everyone essentially lost trust in the medical institutions one way or another. Uh, like on both sides of the fence, you got like people on the alt right thinking that everyone was lying about vaccines and all this kind of stuff. And then also now you have like progressive people that don't trust the uh, CDC either because they started like saying stuff that just wasn't true. So both people who's, who's see the biggest, that. Who's the biggest podcaster in the world in the world? Oh, yeah. Joe Rogan. Yeah, he always. He's a perfect feeding, example. Yeah, perfect he's feeding example. misinformation all the time. And like it's just uh, that's why I say it's like the biggest gaslighting event, I feel like as of late. Uh, oh, no. because we're constantly being told it's not that serious. Uh, I mean, they're not even pushing the vaccine anymore. And also, oh, that's another thing. I did not like the rollout of the vaccine in the sense that everybody already knew there was anti-vaxxers. Like Joe Biden knew there was anti-vaxxers. So of course, try to push out the vaccine to who's going to take it. But you already know a large population of people aren't going to take it. And there should have been a contingency for that. There should have been like other things that were able to be done to be able to protect people. So like that was like social distancing and masking and all that kind of stuff. But he got rid of that, too. Um, I mean, he, like <laughs> it's just so crazy to me, like what I was saying earlier about how how poor Joe Biden's handling of COVID is like it's, it's crazy. And I've also done a lot of uh, just research on being disabled and, and like ableism and all that. And America has always, not even just America, like the world just doesn't care about disabled people mm -hmm. at all. Like we're one of the first scapegoats. Like I, like I follow this amazing creator. Her name's uh, Amani. And she's like, a huge I love Amani. Yeah. She's a huge dis uh, disability advocate. And she said, and this is so true. People use uh, ableism uh, to enact things like racism and sexism and all that kind of stuff. It's always like the funnel to like for people to like be okay with those things. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought that was really interesting about how like racism and ableism go like hand in hand. Uh, even things like building highways over black neighborhoods, right? And then they all get a hell of a lot of pollution and stuff. That's like to get people sick. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's um, it's a whole thing. And I just, there's, there's no hope moving forward for me in like a way that I feel like would actually solve anything with COVID. So I just hope that people do whatever, like can take on individual steps, I guess, to protect themselves as much as possible. Um... And I guess that's all I can hope for. But like for me personally, I just I don't know. Sometimes I like to talk about it just like right now. So I don't know. I just appreciate y'all talking with me about it. Sometimes I just gotta vent. Of course, man. Yeah. No, that's completely We're understandable, dog. We're here for you, Ben. Yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. Everybody wear just wear COVID's not over. It's like to end this conversation, COVID is not over. Um, people are still getting very sick. Wear your masks if you're going outside. Everybody's lying to everyone. <laughs> so, it's like, true. Everybody's li like, bro, just wear your mask. Just wear your mask. Protect yourself. And your I just got to say this, off. too. Like, a lot of people think, um, healthy people think they're always going to stay healthy till they get sick. <laughs> and, like, that's, that's what it is. True. And, like, people take their health for granted. And you do not, I promise you, you do not want a chronic illness in America. I can promise you that. It is one of the most... Uh, difficult journeys to have a chronic illness in America. You will go in debt. You will be legislated into poverty. Uh, it is damn near impossible to get out of. People aren't going to listen to you or care about you. 
Um, and that's just like the way it is. Um, life in doctors' offices, hospitals. Like, okay, listen, like, that's another thing. So it's not even safe for me to go to the hospital anymore. <laughs> like, if, like if something is a, a problem that I have, like I always ride it out as much as possible at home as much as I can now. Even though I do have insurance, like hospital visits don't like cost me like any money or anything. But it's like I risk the chance of getting COVID in the hospital because especially in Florida here, like nurses don't mask or do anything like that anymore. <laughs> and someone made a really funny comparison with the mask because they're, they're actually, um, they're likening COVID more with AIDS now than the flu as far as like how it works. This like progressive uh, getting sicker, sicker, things degenerating, things like that. Like it's being more likened to AIDS than everyone's saying, oh, it's just the flu. Um, but what's really funny is like people are like, oh, well, should nurses just not wear gloves anymore? Like when they're touching on you and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, hey. no. like, cause I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the glove thing started due to like HIV and AIDS. Like that's why a lot of like the nurses start wearing gloves and everything. And people are like, well, you know, we've gotten that like pretty much under control. So should like nurses stop wearing gloves? That's and I was wild. like, damn, that's, that's, that's a good, you know what I realized? It was crazy. I was like, we should have been wearing masks this whole time. I didn't even notice until until COVID happened. I was like, everybody's spinning and talking in different directions. <laughs> I can smell everybody's breath. It's all just, I, I started wearing a mask and I was like, I actually fuck with this. <laughs> actually, I actually like this. And it, it wasn't a problem with me. I bought a whole bunch of black masks in bulk and then somebody said I didn't mm -hmm. have the right type of mask. And I was just like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. And like, honestly, like w once again, like, I know people, I don't mask all the time, right? And I know people aren't going to mask all the time. It's really risk assessment, right? Like, are you going somewhere with a lot of people inside? Mm -hmm. Like, you should probably mask. Are you going to something with just a lot of people in like a little space, like a concert? You got like people all around you. You probably should wear a mask. Um, but also, I'm not, even though I advocate for it, it's, it's, how do I say this? I think once again online, people always want to take sides and have this black and white view of like, I'm not trying to make a moral judgment against you if you wear or don't wear a mask. I'm more so looking at the behavior, like not who you are as a person. It's just like the idea of wearing a mask for yourself and others is probably a pretty good idea. Like you don't want to get sick. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like a lot of the conversation as far as why there is so much extremism when it comes to covid is because of the harsh uh judgments people are making on both sides of everything because it, it really became like a moral argument and it was never supposed to be a moral argument i ain't even gonna lie at its peak when like covid had first started popping off and everybody and like people were dying in droves mm -hmm. and people were still trying to go out to the club and act like nothing was fucking I was yeah, looking I was at really like I was like I was that. like y'all y'all are irritating as hell and I actually think that you're very unintelligent because like yeah. we've been fed all this information like it's not a lie people are literally dying and y'all don't give a fuck about people that for me definitely I was I was on my little moral moral high horse I was yeah, like oh, y'all fucking suck you suck for yeah that. that was my attitude for a long time but then I changed it this is really funny because I feel like this is what Michael was talking about with like my perspective before like when we were talking about like the overall view of things yeah. like I did used to hold individual people accountable until I realized it should not be on individual people to fix it 
Like, because like with COVID, it really is like, it needs to work from the top down. Like it has to work from the leadership and all the way down because like it's human nature for people to want to congregate. Like it's not natural for people to be in isolation. Nobody wants to do that. So like it is going to be a thing where people get together, right? Like that's just human nature. <laughs> so the idea is, okay, what are we going to do to mitigate the risk of people getting together? We got to have ventilation in the rooms, social distancing, masking, like all the stuff we were doing was a great response, <laughs> And but like we just stopped and lied about the fact that it's not around more. And then like a lot of the statistics are all like really low because like I said, uh, like testing isn't accurate anymore. People aren't even testing anymore to begin with, really. Um, and then so, yeah, like all the numbers uh, are way more inflated than are actually being reported, especially like all, here in Florida. We don't even really report anything COVID anymore. They no. like um like all the hospitals and stuff don't even like really report COVID deaths or anything like that anymore. They don't like have to. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, um, draining. I don't know. I, it's very draining and like, yeah, yeah, there's really no solution I could think of as far as a takeaway for people to have just other than you really don't want to be disabled in America. <laughs> like you really don't. And what's crazy for me is I found out I can't even go to a country with universal uh, healthcare. I found out most of them uh, don't accept people with uh, like chronic illnesses to like become a citizen and all that and like get the healthcare and all that. So it was really quick. So I'm stuck here. So I, I just hope Bobby about that. I was like, bro, I'm moving to Costa Rica. Like you can come. Yeah. Like come on. He was like, I can't. I was like, wow. Yeah. So it sucks. I just want people to know it sucks. It just really sucks. This is why I'm like, it's hard not to play moral police because I'm like, bro, think about anybody other than yourself. I'm sorry. Like, and I and I and I could easily drag myself because like like I said, I, I definitely fell for the absence of COVID talk. Like nobody talking about it anymore and everybody being like, oh, it's over with. And like I had all my boosters, so I was just I've just been walking around like la di da di da. But yeah, like, but that's not your fault to me. That's crap. It's just wow, man. Like I really, I really don't think that's your fault. Like there is no information about it. Really, a lot of the information around is not reliable. Like that, and that's not on individual people. Like it's really not. So I don't, I don't, I don't hold a grudge towards individuals. I'm just more like a lot of my anger is just towards like the system and everything uh, that like just consistently decides to fail us in a lot of ways. That's that's where my all my anger comes from. You got me thinking because when I took my test, I took a it was one of those kit, at home kits that Joe B sent me like a year ago. Oh, it was probably expired too then. Just chilling. <laughs> yeah. So No, but like it's real like y'all like if you think you have COVID, you probably do. I think like I right caught now. it again from my brother because he came home and I felt I felt a little tickle. And I don't really get sick like that. So I was like, oh, it just felt like a cold. But like the first time I got COVID, I couldn't, it was the whole, I can't taste food for like mm -hmm. five days type shit. Like I had a vast majority of symptoms, um, but I've gotten sick since then and it wasn't as bad. So in my mind, I was like, oh, it's just a cold or yeah, it could be mild. It, it might have be been COVID. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause we have at home tests and like I took it and it was negative and I was like, okay, it must just be a cold. And but now with everything he's saying. Yeah. This is good, man. Let's have the COVID talk, twenty twenty three. Yeah, for real, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Man. if you are in enclosed spaces, just wear your for your own safety. Because now it's now, now it feels like every man for themselves. I'm gonna wear my goddamn mask. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna get my little masks. I'm gonna wear them. Um, hopefully, we can vote some people into power. 
It'll actually do something, maybe. We'll see. We'll... <laughs> <laughs> the, cho- the chuckle. Yeah. The chuckle of <laughs> probably well, not. We, we can try. We it's can... about to be. This part is about to be. <laughs> and that's why Elon is trying to tank Twitter because Twitter is one of the only places where you can get a bunch of accurate information and quickly. I, I think either way, it's about to be a mess. Well, thank you so much, Bobby. Thank you for all of that valid and important information. Obviously, we've had like a lot of talks and stuff. And it's just, I I ain't know half of the shit that she de- dealt with. So it all hit me like a fucking train. Yeah, but people got- are going to find out slow. I'm going to open up about it here and there on the podcast because... Uh, I think it, it, I always like to like only show myself when I'm like doing okay kind of thing. Like when I'm not, I like to just be in my little bubble and like chill. But I think uh, it's definitely important to, I don't know, share. Like my health just affects me so much. So I feel like it's just kind of important to share it. Because um, there's a lot of people out there that I know do feel isolated with their health because society does isolate you when you're sick. Like it just happens. You get like pushed. You're very marginalized. And um, yeah, like if, if y'all are sick out there, my chronic illness peeps, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love y'all. We'll get through it. Hell yeah. Somehow. Especially if the illnesses are invisible. Get into oh, yeah. a whole ableism yeah. point of that. But if you don't look sick, then people don't really care. But yes. Facts. Thank you guys so much for watching with us. If you're watching on YouTube and listening with us on streaming, make sure you follow us on everything at Takeaway My Mic. You can follow our individual accounts as well, our individual channels and things. Remember what Michael said at the top of the show about Patreon? We do want to do that live deep diving into Olivia and her latest project. So if you are interested in that, let us know. Sign up for the Patreon and things and we can do that for you guys. Appreciate y'all. Peace out, guys. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.